Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Agents of Mace. Today you have myself, Drew, you have Lisa, and Luke. And we are talking about what if episode six? Correct. Nailed it. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only one so far that I've been more focused on the names of the episodes than what episode number we're on. <laughs> um, but so in that vein, the title of this episode was What If? Killmonger rescued Tony Stark. Um, it's funny because going into this, I knew we had already kind of talked about Killmonger being Black Panther. And so I was like, wait a second. He rescues Tony Stark. How does that end with him being Black Panther? Well, quickly we find out. But uh, <laughs> for a quick breakdown of this episode, um, it starts super exciting. It starts at the beginning of the MCU with iron the beginning of iron man essentially um but instead of tony stark being captured killmonger swoops in and saves him they basically team up killmonger's the one that had the idea for these anime style robots tony builds the robots killmonger kills everybody uh and then (laughs) takes over wakanda and there you go that's pretty much the episodes uh so we'll We'll kind of jump in the top of the episode in a second, but I want to hear your first thoughts on like what this episode ended. What was your first like impression? Hmm. <laughs> you know, overall. Okay. A few things. One, my prediction was right or so far it's been right where every time we see the watcher now, it's like going from the dark to the light. Oh Yeah. And he's you know? like fully formed. It's no, yeah, no longer like shadows. And everything, <laughs> which is crazy. But if you look at this episode, I mean, it's hard to, you know, it seems like the past two episodes have been more on the darker side. Could you put this one on that level? I don't really know. 
This one was, uh, I don't know, this was like a very neutral type episode, in my opinion. Very straightforward, nothing too over the top. Um, I think the things I appreciated in this are just some, I guess more of the anime references, <laughs> which really there's only one mention, but there's there's another kind of, I always think it's a big one, which we've seen in the Black Panther, and we'll talk to it. We can talk on that a little bit more later. Um, but yeah, it's just, it wasn't overly exciting because it's like the end there's there was nothing newish at the end versus like what happens in black panther like it, you get to the same result and then it just like ends all of a sudden mm-hmm. so it's like leaves you hanging but this one definitely leaves you hanging for a little bit more mm-hmm. yeah what about you elisa the the thing that stood out to me the most in this episode was that there are like zero misfires, change of plans, sudden conflicts at all with Killmonger. He's just like every single step he wins. And that's it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. It's just like everything's coming up Killmonger. He has no problems achieving everything he ever wanted. There's nothing. Like, I would expect him to be, like, knocked down a little bit, especially if he's, I don't know if we can call him the protagonist of this episode, because he, he's so, like, he's villainous because what he's wanting is basically selfish. And that he's blocking out some things, like, maybe it's not cool to kill your cousin. Have you ever thought about that? (laughs) Just maybe. Even if we can kind of get on board with some of his, like, ideology and things like that, it's hard to go all in cheering for Killmonger. And that makes this kind of a difficult episode to watch because Mm -hmm. he's so wildly successful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Then he kind of just, he just has a little bit of a moment of conscience at the end. And what I was hoping this episode would be walking into it is it would be like a redemption arc for Killmonger because I do like him a whole lot. (laughs) And that, mm-hmm. that did not happen. Instead, it's just like, what if he was the greatest villain of all time? What if? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I agree with you. Like, he's got some interesting depth to his character. Like, there's there's like just the core story there and, and the family connection and into Wakanda. Like, and like Michael B. Jordan's like a fantastic actor. So, like, he Absolutely. always owns that role. And um, I think this was definitely a solid role for him. But yeah, it's like you, you always want to see like, you know, who's got the more wits who can one up the other. And mm-hmm. like, no, you're exactly right. It's like, he's got everything mapped out. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing too exciting. That's going to stop Killmonger. He's always getting what he wants. Yeah. He's got it to the T. Well, it's weird. Cause he, I feel like his character, especially in the cinematic universe is so easily, tipped to being the hero like like let's just okay rewind black panther starts t'challa is a kid the former black panther comes and kills t'challa's father and then t'challa is on a mission of revenge to get back the throne that was taken from him when he was a kid and the whole time you're rooting for T'Challa, whether or not he's <laughs> killing people or not, you're rooting for T'Challa because you're like, yeah, get your take your country back. Like, yeah, go T'Challa. <laughs> That's Killmonger. Like mm-hmm. just a tiny little 
shift yeah. in the way that we're seeing it could easily put him as the the hero instead of the villain. Yeah. I think what they did was a really good job of making him sort of like um I don't know if you guys read a lot of like Batman comics, but uh the Red Hood, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's Robin mm-hmm. when Robin decided, "Hey, you know what? I'm tired of not killing the bad guys." <laughs> and we're just putting them in jail and then they break out. I'm just going to kill them and then there's no more bad guys. And it's like, again, it's like if they had shifted that story a little bit, you'd kind of be on his side. You'd be like, yeah, he's he's getting rid of all these like crazy bad guys that are blowing up the city. But instead they're like, no, no, you're seeing it from Batman's point of view where he's like, hey, we're not supposed to kill people. We're mm-hmm. trying to like save people so we're not going to kill yeah. them. And you're like, oh, okay, so he's the villain. So I feel like that's what we're getting with Killmonger where like, at the beginning of this episode, you are kind of like, you're like waiting for it. You're like, oh, he, he saved Tony Stark. And oh, he, he's super smart. He designed this like robot that's going to protect soldiers from having to go to war. Like you're kind of on his side, but in the back of your mind, you're like, but I know he's a bad guy. So (laughs) when is this going to shift into he's being sketchy? And uh, boy, oh boy, it shifts. Uh, I did want to mention only because I don't remember and I want to go back and watch the first Iron Man now was it the Ten Rings that kidnapped Tony Stark? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, t- yeah, there there was um I believe that was also referenced in the uh the Shang-Chi movie um very briefly. It's like a very like you got to be quick to catch it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like, and th- this is one of those things. Like, did they? Is it just strategic of how they're releasing these episodes based on all the other stuff coming out? Because you know they definitely very heavy is like you know Ten Rings is a big deal because they're mentioning it multiple times in this episode. So mm-hmm. um, it's kind of well. That's <laughs> I don't not know. all you, I could think was like, do I? I don't ever remember seeing yeah who captured him. I thought they just right. it was just like an unknown terrorist cell captured him. Yeah. See, now I want to go back and look for like the logo yeah, more yeah. in Iron Man to see like it's got to be there, and now you really know what the meaning and how it everything's connected. Mm-hmm. But isn't it like the fake Ten Rings? It's not the real Ten Rings. Well, I think that's in. Well, see, and I, that's what I don't know because I know in Iron Man three, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like the fake Ten that's, Rings. Yeah, and that's not the real mandarin but yeah i could have yeah. swore that this was another like a knockoff group and not and not the actual ten rings but it's it's been a minute <laughs> but <laughs> i mean that so would make sense Man. you know now that you know hopefully listeners you have all seen shang chi by now but like kind of along that vein like seeing the actual ten rings you're like oh there's no way they would have captured tony stark and then had him just taking apart weapons like they could have done that they were all smart and strong and organized and have a bunch of money behind them what do they need him for so it would make more sense that it was like a fake knockoff 10 rings that like maybe they're just using the name to scare people yeah it's almost like a cop-out like we can be mysterious let's just We've heard of this, but what are they doing? We don't know. Let's just call ourselves that. Right, right. <laughs> Hope they don't come to get us. <laughs> and um, like staying on the beginning, I, I really want to dive into 
to Stark for a second, how we basically get the complete opposite of like, you get the same speech, like, you know, what happened over there? Well, you know, it's, you know, captured and it's like still understanding, like they're using the weapons that I made mm-hmm. against us. And I'm seeing like American people die. So what are we going to do? Build bigger weapons. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I was thinking at that point in the episode, I was like, is, is Tony going to be the bad guy? Is this going to be like an Age of yeah. Ultron thing? I, I kept expecting for this to be the one with, uh, not Voltron, Vision Ultron, or whatever we decided to call him. Um, <laughs> so I thought that maybe that would be like his big weapon, is that he would like mm. weaponize Jarvis. And that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I, again, I was really hoping for a Killmonger redemption. Even even if the cost was a uh, Tony Stark reversal of morality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I thought that Jarvis was going to play a bigger role because they did mention him quite a few times, but mm. it was all just like offhand, like, oh, Jarvis sees everything. Oh, Jarvis do this. Oh, I wiped, he wiped, you know, oh, he wiped out Jarvis. Mm-hmm. But we Jarvis never really did anything. And I was like, I mean, we know that eventually he becomes Vision, like... Mm. Like, I mean, I guess maybe not, but you know what I mean? It's like he's smart enough to do something. I feel like he didn't do anything, especially after what we'll get to in a moment. Um, the biggest takeaway that I had from the beginning was I felt like this Tony Stark, even the part where uh, he was... He was like, oh, you want to take a picture? Oh, no gang signs. I'm just kidding. Throw him up. <laughs> like, that whole thing was funny, but he just seemed, I don't know if it was like the animation or what, but he seemed so serious that it didn't <laughs> seem to work. Like, it seemed like he wasn't happy that he was taking this picture. Where in the the movie, live action version, it's like a funny little lighthearted moment. But this was like, no gang signs. I'm just <laughs> kidding. And I was like, oh, ooh, what was that? <laughs> Why was he so weird about yeah it. it's like almost like you need the entire opening to get the full context of mm-hmm. what you know of like you know you don't get the moment i think i think it's the moment because these people are just like gawking over him because he's this celebrity like figure and we don't really get that right that's probably why that joke doesn't stick and then also you know of course we don't you know we've got a voice actor we've got someone new mm. so <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um I did look up both names of the reporters um, mm-hmm. that popped up when he gets back, only because they both said their names. So I was like, "Yeah, okay." Um, the first one, Harry Weddington. No idea, mm-hmm. no clue. <laughs> I didn't see that anywhere in any Marvel database. Um, the other one was, was Christine. Christine Everhart. Yeah, Christine. who we've seen. <laughs> multiple times now which is weird it's like she's like this weird reoccurring character in all these marvel properties she's like the go-to she's the journalist right if they're gonna have a journalist interview somebody it's gonna be christy never doesn't matter where they are she's it she's the only journalist in the world so (laughs) um when we went to tony's office uh when he is talking to kilmar i think he's talking to pepper there my big thing that I was like, where is it? Why isn't it in there? Where's his little desk thing? 
that like stick that spins around and he gets mad at it at one point and like holds it still that wasn't in there where was that no we get are you talking about the arm that kind of moves around and grabs various things or does like no, or no, has no. like the that's that's the one in his uh workshop i meant when he's in his office like uh at stark industries or whatever you know how he has that little desk thing that sits on his desk? It looks kind of like this. I drew a picture of it. That thing. And oh, it, that. And it spins. It spins <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. that could have easily been thrown in there. It's just like yeah. a little like, oh, look at that thing. Where was that? That wasn't easy. That was a gimme. <laughs> this is animated. They didn't even have to find it. They could have just drawn it right. in there. <laughs> um. They were careful to include Tony's never commented upon alcoholism in this episode. Oh, we're, okay. That's been on the like, back of my mind. So we can <laughs> yeah, like every now. single episode, he's just like... <laughs> yeah. Or on the same episode, like every scene with him in it, he's got a drink. Mm. And his story, whenever he gets back, is that he had he spilled his drink. And I was like, right. oh, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They leaned yeah, into it. I, so funny you bring that up now. It's been sitting on my mind of like... If it doesn't get brought up, I was going to bring it up at the end. But yeah, you know, that's that's the one side of his story. Like, it's a tough one, you know, because you definitely want to appeal this to kids. But if you like look into the comics and I think some in the series as well, like he just loses himself to that. And I always wanted like, could we get a little bit of a darker edge story on Stark in the MCU where he's battling with this? Mm -hmm. It's it's almost like you think of like Spider-Man 2. Like Peter's kind of losing his abilities because he's got all these internal battles. Like, you know, I think it'd be interesting to see this um, with Stark. But you know, of course, it's like we only really see that so much of what in the first couple of Iron Mans, and then that's kind of like right. Yeah. Then after that, he's like green juice all the time. (laughs) I thought it was interesting only because I've always assumed that the like catalyst for him being a you know not talked about alcoholic was his kidnapping like i thought that it was more interesting to take that and be like okay he's dealing with that by Mm -hmm. drinking all the time and then he's Mm -hmm. dealing with like all the pressures of being iron man by drinking all the time but in this universe neither of those things happened so i was kind of like oh so he's just He's just an, an alcoholic. Yeah. That's it. He's a party he just, boy. Yeah, he just yeah, drinks party, yeah. every <laughs> single scene. Um, but I think it's an interesting character a trait that they gave, that they like stuck with him mm-hmm. for this episode, seeing as, you know, he's he's really only has like one purpose in this episode, which is to help Killmonger build these machines. Um, I did like that they the machines kind of looked similar to the machines that we get in the Iron Man movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I I liked it and I didn't like it. I liked it because it was like okay, they're they're fast forwarding this process, right? Like we got Obadiah out of the way in yeah one scene. And then they were like, move on to Iron Man 2. What's in Iron Man 2? Oh, yeah, this robot army. Let's do that. But it was like, on the flip side, first of all, if Killmonger's smart enough to design these robots, why wasn't he doing that in 
Black Panther. Like, make someone else put the bill for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What he needs is a rich dummy. I guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which he found one real fast. Uh, yeah, there it goes. He's like, he's a rich alcoholic. Like, mm-hmm. um, I. I thought the design was funny because they like mentioned the Gundam thing, but <laughs> on the flip side, it's like at least the ones in Iron Man was Iron Man two, right? Yeah. At least the ones in Iron Man two, everything on them served a purpose. It was like the, the army ones had the tank cannon that mm-hmm. like flipped over their shoulder. Then the Navy ones were like painted so that they could, go under and detected in water mm-hmm. and then the air force ones had like wings that popped out like a fly around it was like that that stuff made sense to me this one it did it just looked like a gundam like it looked like <laughs> basically they, they went to yeah they went to like a hobby store and we're just like let's throw these three kits together and that'll be the robot that we use it didn't make any sense that that's it just had like pieces on it that didn't seem to serve any purpose I was just like, oh, this is whoever yeah, designed get... these needs to edit. <laughs> when you get to the to the scene near the end, it's just kind of like, what do they do? They just they're just marching. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, that's about yes. It. they don't do anything. I thought those like wing things. I was like, maybe those are guns. No, they just got guns on their arms. I was like, what is this? This seems like a pointless robot. But it's pointless to get beaten up. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um i guess kind of like moving through the story uh they talk about um ulysses claw and i was like shut up is Andy (laughs) circus in this and yes he was but it was weird because he didn't sound like himself at the beginning like uh his ulysses claw has like a very Mm-hmm. specific accent and he didn't use that accent for a majority of his time in this episode or he like used some weird i don't know it was it didn't sound like him so i kept waiting i was like maybe it's not him like maybe he couldn't do it so they just got somebody else and at the end i saw his name on there and i was like what was he doing sometimes <laughs> he didn't sound like himself but I thought he did I didn't, yeah, I, I thought he sounded great. Yeah, I was just excited like they got him on board to do this. So, oh yeah, I he's like one of the most iconic characters for me, at least in the MCU. Like, just because I feel like he took a character that like, who cares? Who cares about Ulysses Claw? Like, <laughs> nobody cares about that character, and he made him like a. Oh, you like kind of hate that guy, but you also <laughs> like him, but only because he's so easy to hate. Like, I, he's such a g- good choice for that character. Mm-hmm. Um, I was bummed that he didn't get to stick around. <laughs> yep, he got. <laughs> let's just he just got shot too easily. Like that yeah. just was too easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, Andy Circus can literally do anything. Anything I mean, you can do in a visual medium, he can do it. They can totally bring him back. He's an international yeah. treasure. Yeah. They'll just have him voice someone else. Like they'll put, make him an alien in like Guardians of the Galaxy three or something, and we we wouldn't know until the nope. credits came up. Yeah. Because he's sneaky. He like could that. be all of the aliens in the next Guardians movie. <laughs> he and very we wouldn't well. Know. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be make dope. that movie. <laughs> I am quick side note. I am pretty 
pumped to see him as uh, Alfred in the Batman. Oh, yeah. So he's playing Alfred? Mm-hmm. He's playing Alfred. Ugh, I can't. <laughs> this sounds terrible. My husband keeps trying to tell me things about the new Batman movie. <laughs> and I haven't been listening. <laughs> My heart is broken. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm excited. I just, I also kind of don't want to know anything about it. And also, it looks kind of like golf and emo, and I don't know how I feel about it. And, <laughs> but... I'll, I, that sounds great. <laughs> that's the only part of that movie that I'm excited for. Are you not excited about Pattinson? No, I don't care about Twig <laughs> Batman. Give me big and that's a show, everyone. Thanks, Scary so Batman. <laughs> don't hate on Batman. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, really quick. I like Batman. I just like buff, kick butt Batman. Batman. Okay. okay. I don't want tiny little unbelievable Batman. Okay. What if he is secretly really jacked and we just haven't seen it yet because he keeps wearing all those pea coats? No, didn't he come out? He came out in an interview and said, they told me that I needed to work out and get more fit for this role. And I told them no, basically is what he said. He was like, I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And I was like, what? You're Batman. What do you mean you didn't do it? Whatever. That's also oh, he, did that. he did that <laughs> so. in uh, Twilight too. They told him to get a six pack and he said that he just started eating donuts because he didn't want to. Yeah. It's like, oh, come on, dude. All right. <laughs> Away from Pattinson. Back Away to Marvel. Um, well, so the first big uh, moment happens when we first see Lissy's Claw. Um, they're basically there to buy the vibranium from him, which was like, oh, Tony like really is leaning into the still the head of like a weapons manufacturer arms dealer (laughs) and you don't really see the full context like i I guess i need to rewatch this like i never really understood like what did they need that for uh he said it was for the if you use the vibranium for the power source then it would turn into like a sustainable self-sustained power source or whatever which doesn't make sense no that like a metal if you melt it down, somehow just self-sustains. Yeah. Like that didn't make sense, but whatever, Marvel, we'll give it to you. It's a different universe. It's a magic metal made of science. Yeah. What just if? Let the scientists <laughs> figure it out. That's what the episode title should be. What if vibranium <laughs> was the ultimate power source? Um. Well, they they're there to buy that from Ulysses, which all right, sure. Like uh, that was already a little unbelievable for me just cause I was like, I mean, he's a bad guy. Like he's wanted by everybody and we're just going to buy some stuff from him. But this led to T'Challa showing up, which at first I did think I was like, Oh, is this, is this the part that Killmonger becomes black Panther? Like, is that him? And then I was like, no, that's black Panther. But Mm -hmm. he tears everybody up. Killmonger shows up and I thought knocked him out. He said he Mm -hmm. used a sonic taser. So in my mind, he knocked him out. All right, cool. Then he kills Rhodes. And I was like, oh, okay, well, he just knocked out T'Challa and he killed Rhodes. Then he steals, I thought, stole the Black Panther suit. That never came back up again. <laughs> um, steals all the vibranium. And then the next thing we see is T'Challa's casket. And I was like, 
Wait, he killed him? <laughs> he literally said it was a sonic taser, not a sonic disruptor or killer. Like, what? I don't understand what happened there. Fact check, can you be tased to death? I, yeah, by sound waves? I don't know. I, that, I don't know. that just didn't make sense to me. I was like, you didn't, you didn't show him kill him. We're just, Mm-mm. he just died somehow. With a sound cannon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, is, was this the final episode for Chadwick? Or do we get uh, one more? There should be one more because he was supposed to have recorded four and this is the third one. Okay. I couldn't remember if this was three or four. Because I will say, I can't remember which line it was. There was one line or moment with Chadwick in here where it, I actually got like, it was like the one that got me got me the most emotionally. I don't know why. I can't remember what it was. But uh, I was like, surely this can't be it for, for Chadwick. <laughs> like, there's got to be one more episode. Like, he needs like a grand send off. Because this, I agree, like this was just rushed. Yeah. You know, it's... They had to rush so much, so you lose that context of, like, what's really going on? What did they use? Like, how did this happen? Yeah. And they got him out of there for no reason. Like, at least if Killmonger had then walked around with the Black Panther suit on underneath his armor for no whatever good that would do. um, At least then it would have been like, oh, okay, that's why he killed him. He killed him to steal the suit. Mm -hmm. He even makes mention of, like, oh, these will be useful Oh, this is cool. He just takes the glove. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he does. <laughs> and then, but then he never uses it again. Yeah. It's not like he wears the glove. So it's like, what was that? What was the purpose of all that? Right. He just, it was just to get rid of him, but he did, but then didn't even like clearly kill him until they were just like, oh, casket. And it was like, what? What? I, I don't know. He's just trying to make everybody mad at each other and frame everybody else for different murders. <laughs> I, yeah. it was I a want murder to mystery. make some sort of chart <laughs> to follow all of the side switching and playing everybody against each other in this episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is warranted. I'm not going to, so if one of you wants to, that'd be great. But <laughs> We'll leave it up to you listeners. Make a chart and we'll look at it and post it and talk about it. About that? And crayon. Yes. Required. Re- requirement. Um, well, so after he kills... Rhodes and T'Challa. He gets back. They make all of the robots, I assume, because they... Or no, that's right. He was like, I melted down that ring you gave me because Tony realizes, oh, he killed Rhodes. Mm -hmm. I don't know that Tony knows who T'Challa is, so I think it was more just like you killed Rhodes. Um And so he's like, I melted down the one ring and made, you know, Sauron, basically. Um, And (laughs) then there's like a weird fight scene where it's like, again, it goes back to did Killmonger design these robots in a way that he knew he could just destroy them easily? Like, was this all part of his plan? Because he spends an entire clip of his pistol shooting at it. And it's like. You designed these. Like, you have to know that that wouldn't work. (laughs) So that seemed weird. But then it was like, is he trying to, like, act? But then he was going to kill Tony anyway, so does it matter if he acts or not? 
like we don't have the chart yeah that's right we, we need this <laughs> this needs to be a sideline on the chart but uh he kills tony mm-hmm. and my which in a very strange way yeah just where he gets stabbed like in the shoulder yeah <laughs> Well, I think it goes back to the T'Challa thing. It's like, is that how yeah. he killed him? Or did he then murder him off screen? Right. And how does he, like, cover that up? How do you be like, I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> Just had all, he got a hole in him. <laughs> the spear I'm holding and where, stabbed through him. <laughs> and where is, like, Jarvis at this whole time? Like, wouldn't isn't all of this going to be documented? Yeah. Like, but it said that Jarvis got wiped out, or, or was this when Jarvis so. was already yeah. wiped out? Well, no. So Jarvis is there. He kills Tony, and then somehow wipes Jarvis before. Oh, that's uh, right. Before everyone gets there. But how does he know how to do that? How does he know how to yeah. wipe Jarvis? That seems like something that Tony would have been like. I'm literally the only person that can wipe Jarvis, <laughs> right? Or and Tony's been drunk around Killmonger yeah. for like two years now. Yeah. So I was like, you know what would be hilarious if we just deleted Jarvis? <laughs> this is how we would do that. Uh, open terminal. Spill drink. <laughs> Spill drink. But you would also think like Tony would have been smart enough like, look, Jarvis, if anything ever happens to me, whatever's documented immediately has to be sent out to like mm-hmm. the press or the world like mm-hmm. capture it release it let people know especially after that's essentially how they got rid of obadiah he was just like yeah. oh i found all this stuff and i leaked it on the internet exactly. and i was like oh, okay <laughs> yeah i don't know but when this happened i was like oh this episode seems like it went really fast like must be almost done and then i looked <laughs> and that was like barely the halfway point of the episode and i was like <laughs> Oh my god, there's so much time left. Like what else is there to do? Uh so from here it's basically just like all right, now he's tricked everybody except mm-hmm. Pepper who kind of seems like she's on the fence. Uh but he's like somehow back in the good graces of the military and he's just like, yeah, like we're going to go attack Wakanda and they're like, yeah, we're going to Totally. Like, let's do it. Uh, They have all these robots now that somehow, like, I again, how? How did he go from one that Tony made to all of a sudden they have a factory that just, like, pumps them out? I mean, unless, unless, like, the plans were on Tony's machine or Jarvis had them. Clearly, he must have been smart enough to, like, get that information and then just... Right. Erase Jarvis. Just, yeah, I wish we would have gotten to see that. Yeah, or or cool. even if they had like taken the time to be like, oh, he stole the plans and brought them to Hammer, and Hammer made, yeah, yeah. print like printed all of yeah. them with the pl- that would have been like, oh, okay, been cool. Now I get, I understand how he got them, but it was just like he went from one and then literally like. Again, we don't know how time works ever. Yeah. But I assume 24 <laughs> hours later, they have like 500 of them, which right. is like, well, what? <laughs> like, he didn't build those with that one armed machine down in Tony's garage. Like, <laughs> he had to have pumped these out of some yeah. sort of factory. I, I don't know. And then the military just came and like took Stark Industries. They were like, yep, yeah, well, it's ours now. Tony's gone. So. 
It's ours. Mm, <laughs> Give us the keys. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Yeah. Y'all can go. Cool. See ya. Um, I did really like uh, that they kept using the Killmonger like theme song mm-hmm. throughout the episode. They used it, I think, like four or five different times. And each time it was like a little bit changed up for whatever the scene was. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, uh, you know, I wish that there were other songs that you could have thrown in there. I, they did throw in like the Dora Milaje one at one point. Um, they threw in like a quick Avengers theme at the beginning of the episode, which I was like, oh, that's cool. But I I really like that they're incorporating more than just the visuals from the movies. They're incorporating mm-hmm. like the sounds that we know and the, not just the like important scenes, but like these comedy moments from the movies, mm-hmm. they're like incorporating those in a good way. It's like, oh, this is cool. It's like Marvel being Marvel. They know what we want and they know how to give it to us. But then on the flip side of that, it's like sometimes it just seems like all of these shows are so rushed compared to the movies. But even uh, I I really like Shang-Chi. I don't think any part of that seemed rushed. But yeah, Black Widow seemed like the whole second half of that movie was rushed. So right, it's like they they know that we want this stuff and they know that we're going to watch it. So they don't give it a hundred percent. They give it like 85, 90% cause they're like, that's, it's fine. It's good enough. So, I mean, I, I'm not complaining. I like the show. I think it's fun, but I do. I feel like we're getting back into that thing with all of the series that we've watched so far, where it's like starts off super strong. And as we get closer to the end of the season, the episodes get like more and more compressed Mm-hmm. And they're just like skipping through big gaps of time without explaining how they got from A to B. It was just like, here's A to C and C to F and F to Z. All right, episode's over. And you're like, what? Where was all the in-between stuff? Uh, Well, we get to see the Watcher for like, I don't know if it's the first time because I feel like I just missed him some other times. But in my mind, it was like the first time we saw him he was like over the desert. There's like, I only remember two scenes where you see him like in the background. Mm-hmm. There was one that was like when it was during the day and you get all the detail. Yeah. And he's just like one, the opacity yeah. turned down. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like one more that's more dark. I think you just see kind of like the traditional look. Oh, okay. Like the eyes or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, when I when I saw him in the desert, I was like, "Hey, this is that thing that we literally were just talking about." <laughs> yeah. About how like the the closer we get to the end of the season, the more they're just like, "We're not even gonna hide him. That's just him. He's there." I'm I'm gonna call it. I'm thinking the last episode in season one, he'll be walking around like he'll engage with one of the characters in some way. Well, how many episodes yeah. do we have left? I think three. Three. There's nine episodes a season. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm pretty sure the next one is carol danvers so and she's all about space yeah i thought that maybe they would have run into him in guardians but they didn't but that was what episode mm-hmm. two or three yeah. so maybe that's too early but now that he is essentially fully formed like mm-hmm. i'm 100 percent on board with that theory that like final episode he's going to not only be walking around but interact with somebody in the episode whether oh, yeah. or not hey, he's dude, I'm an Avenger now. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sh- well, 
Maybe that's the episode. Uh, what if the Watcher was the Avenger? I mean, no, we I still haven't what... seen the alternate Avengers. <laughs> I already saw what the last episode is. So, like, kind of. Which is what? Wait, it... where did you see it? Huh? Where? where? Did you see it? Yeah. I saw it on. Well, I saw it on IMDb because initially, when I looked up the voice cast, they did not list Tony Stark. So I went to IMDb <laughs> to see who voiced Tony Stark. And then I saw, like, you could look at the episode. So, like, the next two episodes, they don't have any context. But the last one, they do. Ooh. It's. And, uh, well, I guess we want to go ahead and So you, spoiler, you, tell, spoiler. you tell us, and I'll decide when I'm editing if I'm just going to bleep this. Sure. <laughs> All right. So the last one is going to be. I really want that to happen. So if that doesn't happen. <laughs> We're going to send a strongly worded podcast <laughs> to Disney. Uh, <laughs> well, continuing with this episode, uh, they kind of just push the story really fast to be like, all right, now we're in Wakanda yeah. and we're going to attack Wakanda. And I think this is the first time that like Killmonger's plan is very apparent like yeah. at the beginning, his plan is more like an Ocean's Eleven movie where they're just doing stuff and you don't really know what's going on. But then the end is like the end of an Ocean's movie where they're like, here's how they did everything, except we haven't seen everything happen yet. So we're just watching him like fill all the steps of this plan. And it's like, oh, this is weird. You went from making him seem super smart to making us feel super smart because we're like, oh, I get it. This is how he's doing it. I thought that like how did nobody see through his plan yeah. it was just like it was like a four-year-old was trying to be a super villain and was like i know how to trick them i'll tell them someone's attacking and i'm gonna help them but then really i'm attacking them and i was like how does nobody see this yeah. everyone is just like oh cool thanks welcome to wakanda all right cool the same thing from the Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And like, if Jarvis knew that he killed uh, Rhodey, I mean, from everything we've seen of Wakanda, their tech is like light years beyond. How do they not know that he killed T'Challa? Right. Yeah it's kind of going back into uh Falcon and the winter soldier. Like you would think there's, you know, eyes everywhere. Yeah. Like they would always be, especially if they know that he had like T'Challa's father, like knows about him, right? Knows he's connected. So you would think eyes are always on him. Right. But they just kind of chose not to do that, which is really fascinating. Now I think about it. Um, but yeah, I was really intrigued by this moment because, you know, initially I'm expecting he's going to want a battle to take the suit. Nope. Don't get that. Still nope. no suit yet. Yeah. We never see the suit again. Yeah. They're literally just, oh, well, I guess at the very end, but yeah, they're but literally just... like, yeah, the suit's gone. We don't, we don't know. Like, okay. He, he killed T'Challa. I assume he left him there. Like, right. He didn't take him back to Wakanda. He just left his body there. You're telling me Claw didn't take the suit. Somebody mm -hmm. didn't just take the suit off him. Like, they just left the suit on and didn't notice the missing glove that, like, mm -hmm. we also, as <laughs> audience members, have no idea what happened to. 
Like, it. I just don't understand. And, like, this would have been a big moment for his sister. Like, you would think, like, mm-hmm. who killed him? Like, this needs to pivot and become this, like, whodunit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one, no one seems no. to care until, yeah. like, it's beyond too late. Which, like, okay, <laughs> good movie trope. Like, nobody noticed the bad guy until it was too late to notice the bad guy. But, like, mm-hmm. even during the fight, like, okay, so he gets the robots to come in, and then he closes the shield behind him, and he's like, this will turn them off. And then he hits a button that's clearly in his hand, but no one can see for some reason, and he turns yeah. them all back on. And then he's like, we'll destroy them. And they went out and destroyed them all. And I was like, what was his plan? <laughs> like, I could have, like, I thought he was going to take revenge or, like, kill the mm-hmm. father or something. But it was just like, nope, he made all these robots to bring them here to be like, I'm back. I'm here to help you. He destroyed all the robots. And then they made him the new Black Panther. Yep. He couldn't have, he, he couldn't have just shown up. He couldn't have like skipped literally killing all of those people and just killed Ulysses Claw and brought mm-hmm. him and the vibranium back and been like, I'm back, what's up? I'm from Wakanda. Here's Ulysses Claw, I killed him, and here's all your vibranium back. And they probably would have welcomed him with open arms and been like, Cool. Nope. He's gotta kill Yeah. You know, five people and do this weird fight with robots. Yeah. <laughs> just I to... mean, it's like they, they changed it completely versus like who's in charge. I have the rights to challenge you for yeah. leadership versus let me just show you that I can be quote unquote loyal and help defend Wakanda as a whole. Right. Oh, cool. Yeah, it works. Cause I just tricked y'all. So now you can give me like the herbs and yeah. And, and like, then, like his yeah. mom, his mom killed all those people. Right. They killed all those robots. They could make mm-hmm. her the new Black Panther. Like, what? I don't understand. I don't understand his plan. It didn't yeah. make any sense. He didn't need to do anything for the first half of the episode. Other than, like, if he really felt like he couldn't beat T'Challa, okay, he kills mm-hmm. T'Challa, and then he goes with Ulysses and the Vibranium, and then wins Wakanda back. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just felt like... It was so weird compared to the first. It's like whoever wrote and put together the second half of the episode didn't watch the first half of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe he's just kind of making it up as he goes. It seems like he's got it all plotted out, but what if he got like halfway through, you know, the episode of his life and it's <laughs> like, you know, I probably didn't have to do all the murder <laughs> probably could have just done just the one up oh, it's, it's too late now i got i think i can become black panther now yeah may as well <laughs> just stick with this plan <laughs> mm-hmm. i feel like this episode you look at the writer's room they probably had all these ideas and they just like threw a dart and whatever stuck <laughs> and they're like okay that's what we're doing here yeah, that one's cool <laughs> they told <laughs> no one no <laughs> yeah <laughs> well so. After he becomes the Black Panther, they leave us on another cliffhanger ending where he becomes Black Panther and then the sister goes to meet Pepper 
and is like, I think some shady stuff went down. And Pepper's like, yeah. And then they're like, all right, we have a common enemy. And then the episode ends. And I was like, what? What is happening right now? So is Pepper and his and T'Challa's sister. I can't think of her name. Shuri. 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 There you Shuri. go. Yeah. Are they going to like form some team and go fight Killmonger now? Like it left on such a weird cliffhanger, like not a cliffhanger that like I'm excited to find out yeah. the, the outcome, but a cliffhanger that's like, why wouldn't you just wrap it up? Like, right. why would you leave this open-ended? I don't know. What if? Uh, yeah, what if? yeah, <laughs> what if? <laughs> I guess uh, <sighs> we'll we'll kind of, you know, now that's the end of the episode. Yeah. So we'll kind of wrap this up. But for my last thoughts, I think the the only thing that we didn't really touch on that I wrote down was that the animation style of this episode seemed different than the other episodes. Mm. Um, I felt like it did have a little bit more of like an anime vibe, especially to the fight scene with the robots. There were like mm-hmm. a lot of speed lines and a lot of like weird angles and like hero poses and stuff like that. Um, and then there was that one scene and like, I can't get out of my head. It's, it was so jarring, but it was when Pepper was like walking out of a party and everyone behind her is like spider verse animated that like <laughs> whatever different frame rate, like they were all just like, yeah, blocky <laughs> movements and she was smooth movement. And I was like, what artistic choice was this? Like, why did you just <laughs> chose this one scene to do that in? It it didn't, it was weird. It was, it was so different than the rest of the episode that I was like, what is this? Like, is this, am I supposed to pull something from this? Like, oh, Pepper's mind is on other things, so she doesn't notice people moving correctly or something. Like, I don't know. I didn't, that was weird. That yeah. was weird. But that was that was the only other thing really I had for the episode. I, I enjoyed the episode as a whole. I know we said it at the beginning, but Michael B. Jordan is an amazing actor, and Killmonger is like the perfect character for him to pull yeah. this like depth from, like a character that you wouldn't really think a second thought about, but then he's somehow able to turn it into this like anti-hero. Mm-hmm. that by the end you're like nah he's a villain he's not an anti-hero mm-hmm. but I don't know what about you final thoughts Luke you go <laughs> yeah sure uh, yeah so final thoughts kind of going back to to the note I made earlier um, with the anime reference so his core uniform I really like because it's basically it's like he's Vegeta if you're familiar with like Dragon Ball Z the Dragon Ball universe <laughs> Um, it's really fascinating to see, like, he's kind of almost modeled after Vegeta only like, it's like in this episode, it's like, what, like I would, it's like, what if Vegeta actually wins, <laughs> you know? Cause if you look at like kind of what references we were making earlier, like, you know, Vegeta's ego is always just like, I'm the best. I'm the, I'm going to be the best. I am the best but Goku like always one ups him or mm. Gohan, like just all these other characters, all these other Saiyans. Um, and so, you know, I, th- I'm curious if this character was mo- like, which character was modeled after each other. 
in what ways, but I get a lot of sense of that from from this. Well, I think, yeah, I think that he and T'Challa have a very, like, Vegeta-Goku yeah. mm-hmm. relationship, where it is, right. like, Vegeta may be technically stronger, yeah. but Goku's good. Right. And so that makes him stronger. Yeah. And so Vegeta Killmonger is, like, constantly <laughs> trying to, like, one-up him. Sure. Except in Dragon Ball, obviously, they eventually work together and get yeah. stronger together where in this it's like all right one of them's gotta die like yeah well it, yeah and then well no, man now it's just like what are they gonna do in the second black panther movie like will this character come back in what ways and you know because that's the fascinating thing with vegeta is like he's so like evil but eventually he kind of like you know that he's really good but do he you just, think he could come back in the next i mean i guess they now, could just bring him back know. but he dies he gets he yeah. stab. I can't uh, remember. Does he stab himself? Multiverse. Yeah, multiverse. Yeah, it's true. Multiverse. Ant Man will pull know. a new one out of the quantum <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I think in the, in this episode, just wrap up my final thoughts. Like it's like these little little detail type things. Like the depth of it is really fascinating as a whole. Probably not my favorite episode. This would probably go low on my list just because the gaps, like, like we talked about, like there's so many plot holes There's so much they could have done more to just add those layers to really fill out this episode. And they just chose not to do that. So fun moments, but there's other episodes I'd go back and watch before this one. All right, Elisa, take it away. Um, well, we haven't said anything about happy punching stain in the face. So I feel like we need to at least have a moment for that. That was great. They brought John Favreau back just for that one part. Yep. <laughs> Be yep. like, hey, I was supposed to get that job and then punching Stain in the face. <laughs> Excellent. Five stars. Um, <laughs> but for the voice actors, I no shade at the person who did Tony Stark's voice in this because he's, he's a fine voice actor, but it felt more like an impression of Robert Downey Jr. than the other ones have. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the other uh, actors who've stepped into these roles aren't trying to sound like the actors themselves, but I kind of felt like this guy was. Yeah. Um, but that's that's fine. There's different ways to do this. It's just, it was, it was weird for me to hear it because, like, part of my brain is like, oh, it's Tony, but the other part is like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, a lot of the cadence was uh, really close to what I think Robert Downey Jr. would have done. And as far as writing dialogue for this version of Tony, I think that the writers did a pretty good job. It sounded pretty Tony-esque. But I also know that a lot of what we get for Tony is Robert Downey Jr. deciding he doesn't like the script and saying whatever he wants to. <laughs> And it's, it's hard to fake that. So yeah, that kind of, that stood out to me in this episode. Um, let see, is there anything else important that I wrote down? They just had to get Killmonger shirtless again. <laughs> uh, and Sam Paul Bettany's name come up in the credits. I, that's what made me so sure that they were going to do the Ultron in this episode. So I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just think like Jarvis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tony's in this episode. He probably just has Jarvis. Yeah. But and I, I only think like he has one just line. Forget. Uh, yeah, it's he just, not much. Just yeah. He just pops in for one to three second. lines. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 
um, yeah, I, I'm with you guys. I liked this episode. I don't think it's one of my favorites. It didn't go where I was hoping it would go. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with all the high points you guys mentioned, although I have no idea anything you were saying about the anime stuff. <laughs> <laughs> None. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the more that I think about it, this was strange because I feel like in the other episodes, we're getting to see villains switch roles. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to see villains become heroes. Where in this one, we just saw a villain stay a villain. Yeah. Like he still did what he set out to do in Black Panther. The only difference was he killed some main characters yeah yeah but but like other than that the plot line was basically the same like and it's like what yeah that's the big what if it should have just been what if what if killmonger succeeded like that that was the what if yeah not not really anything right yeah Hmm. i don't know uh (laughs) well (laughs) uh make sure that you Follow us on social media. Um, you can send us questions or see all of our goofy posts uh, on there. <laughs> if you're not already subscribed to Patreon, you should consider it because we do extra bonus stuff over there, um, including our rewatching of all of the legacy movies that we're going through right now. Uh, you get these episodes early and you get the quote, unedited version uh it is lightly edited but it's basically what what we hear and see as we do this episode um and you get that early so i don't know kind of cool um what else i think i'm missing something oh leave us review yeah (laughs) leave us reviews um anywhere that you can leave us a review <laughs> whether that's just like stars or numbers or a comment but let us know how we're doing let us know what you think of the episodes are you liking what if or are you not liking what if um also stay tuned because this week we're going to put up some or between this episode and the next episode we're going to put up some social stuff um that'll be super exciting with some new news that we've gotten from Marvel or rumors. I'll say some new rumors <laughs> from Marvel um, because time means nothing. Space means nothing. We know nothing. That's the motto for the MCU at this point. So <laughs> thanks for listening. Do you guys have anything else? Uh, be on the lookout for Shang-Chi. Yep. Be talking about that soon. And um, yeah, we'll continue with our X Men Legacy reviews soon, too. Cool. We're we're finally getting the good ones. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we should definitely do something for Hawkeye trailer. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll brainstorm on that. So I would say follow us on social. Yep. Don't to to be on lookout for that. The Facebook, the Twitters, (laughs) the Instagram. And then that's it. We don't want any others. Nope. <laughs> nope. We have no TikTok. <laughs> no TikTok. Stop asking us to get TikTok. No one is asking us. <laughs> now they're all going to ask us. No. Um, <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening this week. Be sure to check back next week for 
episode seven getting close Ooh, yeah three more <laughs> um all right anyone have a one-liner to go out on i guess the only one i could think of is kakarot <laughs> I was thinking it's over 9,000. You're thinking of what? It's over 9,000. It's over (laughs) 9,000. All right. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Bye. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.